start. Okay. Yeah, go ahead and start recording. Okay. All right. And then we're going to sync up, so I'm going to count one, two, three, and then on okay. go, everybody clap together. So, okay. all mm -hmm. right. One, two, three. <laughs> no, absolutely not. We um, tried. How did, how did that go wrong? I have no idea. Look, everyone knows how to count. Go comes after three. Um, okay, so one, two, three. Jesus. See, I. Oh my there, god. I feel, I feel like I'm doing my is it your, I'm trying. Is it your internet, Re? Can we blame your bad internet for this? It's, I don't, this time, I don't think you even can. Oh my Wait. god. Huh? Uh, let's Google Universal Time. So we all right. just clap G -G right after three. Right? Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> what, what is it called? So, oh, this this is like second. maybe the seventh the, or, or eighth call. solution that normal people would have thought of, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like how your mind just jumped though. That's very what innovative. Is, what is it called? GMT? UT, UTC or something? Oh, UTC. UTC time. What, what is current, it? So we're going to all keep an eye on yeah, that. Current okay, UTC, wait. it's 1906, so, so, 1907-01. Is that what you guys are seeing? Yep. What, why are we doing this, Ryan? How does this help us? Well, yeah, I, I, yeah, how I, is I figured if, if we were all looking at the same clock universally, we could just pick a second and then like clap at 15 <laughs> or something. That would be worse. Okay. Yeah, that is an idea. Okay, that's an idea. So, we can't deny that. Are we that. all looking at the clock? Sure. Okay. Yeah. I am not because I did not think this was going no, to happen. No, I'm, I'm, I have, we have to start. This is called Zulu <laughs> military time. Why is that the universal time? All right. Oh. Why isn't it not? It's the successor to Greenwich, no. which was the GMT. Right, right. Uh. Okay. I have it. All right. But I don't have the seconds. Oh my God. Google's failing no. me. No. I'm on timeanddate.com. Oh, Sam. <laughs> Has anyone watched BoJack Horseman? There's like a whole like like thread in like the last season where uh, like everyone's getting in on the streaming game and that includes uh, what time is it right now dot com. And they like they like pick up BoJack's show show like for their their like premiere streaming show. And like but you also always know like what time is it right now, like at the bottom of the screen, which is handy. Okay. <laughs> I have I have you. Okay, so it is nineteen oh eight fourteen ish right now. So yep. at nineteen oh eight thirty, will everyone clap? Okay. Fair. Okay. okay, we got okay. this. I'm proud of us. Come on. I'm so scared. I'm nervous. <laughs> Same. Don't mess up. Oh no. That still wasn't good. All right. <laughs> that was close enough. <laughs> Um, there was an attempt. You, you might not what? like it, but there that's what that's perfect just... sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is the perfect time specimen. Um This is this is a call out to my internet service providers to please fix that shit, because otherwise we're gonna have to go through this. <laughs> this every is an episode. ultimatum. Virgin <laughs> media. Uh okay, so um this is Game Busters, I think. This is a podcast. Um Sometimes this is, sometimes this is a podcast from gamelister.com where we talk about what time it is right now. Um <laughs> if you're new here, um so for real each week we do a deep dive into a game or a franchise that we want to like learn a little more about and talk about. And uh we we kind of go through the development, the history and like sort of the legacy of what we're what we're looking at. So um everything's really horrible and serious outside, so we're just trying to chill in here. Just don't look out the window and you will be okay. Uh, so I'm Nirav, and I'm your host, and I'm joined as always by my lovely co-host, Ree. Yo, yo, howdy. 
Did you say yo yo howdy? I did. I mixed up this time. Yeah, it's new. Um, and our special guests today are uh, Ryan. Hello. And Alyssa. Hi. From uh, real life. So welcome to the internet world. Um, so let's uh, let's get into it. I also want to say up front that I got a lot of messages from gamers, and um, they want they want Rita to like do more talking show. And I again want to reiterate that for the last like three episodes. The reason that Rhi isn't talking is because she has, like, a full three-second delay because of her terrible internet on this the other is, end. This, this is Dirab in, in Women's History Month trying to say I'm not a, I'm not a misogynist. Um, and I, I will... that, that is, well, I mean, not in so many words, but yes. Um, please, don't cancel me. Um, I'm trying my best. So, um, I think... Okay, so I think Rhi is going to take over our Time for Games segment. We'll give it a test run this week. She said she's prepared something. I yeah. have, and I'm, I'm quite happy with it. We'll have to see how it goes. All right, awesome. So, um, yeah, let's let's go ahead and jump into it. So let's kick off with the uh, the Hall of Fame luster as always. Um, Ryan, I think you're sort of up to date on the lore, right? Uh, um, gen- yeah, I... If you're subscribed to the Game Busters Twitter, you may have seen my meme. Yes, uh, Ryan did produce, I think, our first piece of fan art, maybe our second. I enjoyed um, it very much. Yeah, it was good. Um, so, uh, Alyssa, what, last time you were here, things were very different. Um, yeah, we were on Horizon Lunar Colony. Oh, that's changed. Yeah, <laughs> it's ch- it's changed, but not... Um, Actually, no, it, maybe it's changed for the better. We don't Anything really have be a colony um, anymore. Everything's better than Horizon. <laughs> yeah. We sort of just send people there now without a colony. This is the... I, huh. I've, had a, I've had a thought. The, okay, so Alyssa, the problem is that, like, people... We're shooting our winners out into the vast expanse of space, and they die almost immediately. <laughs> Some of them. We not, don't have not any all sort of... Them. Not all of them. And again, oh, no. this this is just sort of the, the, the forces of nature taking their toll. It's not us. Um, but... I, I was thinking maybe we should relocate to somewhere with more oxygen. Um, that sounds expensive. We have a little. It's we have well, yeah. Uh, we have a little. We have a little bit of money left over, um, <laughs> because of all of the uh, numerous life insurance policies we took out on our winners <laughs> before they were cast out into space. <laughs> um, so I think we can afford a move. I don't know if anyone has any ideas for like where we can maybe start working on getting the permitting done and everything for a new location. Well, Elon is my neighbor, so if you need me to talk to him. Yeah, that's true. I forgot that. He stopped um, responding anyone... to our calls, so please put in a good word for us. <laughs> he wouldn't, yeah. Well, he's not answering my, it's weird. He's like not answering my calls anymore, but like he will a- answer me over TikTok DMs. <laughs> um, I, I don't, I don't like know what our dynamic is right now, but um, we could move. Is there somewhere in Austin maybe that like has a lot enough space for this? Do you think, Ryan? Uh, there's no space left in Austin. Mm. That does check out. Um, All of it's gone. Um, we'll start shopping around. Uh, so yeah, our our what we're gonna do today is induct the dumbest minor Greek god. Um, just sort of in honor of I, I don't know if y'all I'm sure y'all like know there's like these there's like a bunch of very very specific gods like from these like small towns and everything from ancient Greece that are very fun. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was trying to see if we could get a get up a list of some good ones. Um, uh, Alyssa, I'm gonna let you start us off. Bet okay. So I did a little searching around. There's quite a few lists with like different minor gods in them. Some of them say they are gods. Some of them say like a certain uh, figure wasn't a god. I found one called Delphinus. He is mm-hmm. apparently the god of dolphins. And okay. the only reason that I think that he's he's probably the dumbest minor or minor god is. 
I wouldn't say I hate dolphins, but dolphins are evil, so I just wow. I don't think they be- I don't think they deserve to have a god. Can you, can you elaborate on your hatred of dolphins? I don't hate them. I think they're very cool and they're very smart, but they're too much like us <laughs> in a lot of ways, and I don't know how to like respond to that morally. So I I, I don't know. I just dolphins are like the only i think dolphins are sort of the only animal smart enough to where i could be like that's an that's evil you know yeah and i mean like Like there are laws that like regulate people from mistreating dolphins because they are so smart that it's and it's not that they're smart that's not the reason i hate them i (laughs) i don't know i just hear a lot of stories of dolphins like abusing other dolphins or like attacking people or assaulting people and i just i don't know Alyssa, you opened this (laughs) statement with look i don't hate dolphins but (laughs) Hashtag not all dolphins. <laughs> oh my oh god. god! The the okay, like the thing is though that like, do- okay, like if a dog like attacks and bites somebody, you're like, oh man, like that's just a dog. Like I mean, like I'm so mad. I, I like I hate it, but like it's a dog. It doesn't know what it's doing, you know. Mm-hmm. But like if a dolphin like pulls a gun on you, it knows then better. like you, you it knows <laughs> exactly. exactly what it's doing. It knows yeah. what's doing is wrong, and it does it anyway. All right, I'm gonna write down dolphinus. <laughs> Is it Dolphinus, you said? It's Delphinus. Delphinus, all right. Yeah. I'm going to write Dolphinus instead, actually. All right. Um, Ryan, what have you got? Well, um, so I, I thought about going the literal route, and because there is a god of stupidity <laughs> named Koalamos. Koalamos. Which is kind of a funny name. I am a Koalamos. Kind of the most <laughs> like a koala, yeah. But I, I found um, a very small god of a very i guess specific small town greek river named scamander which okay. sounds too much like a pokemon for me not to pick um uh, I also and want to give a shout out because i think newt scamander is the main yeah. character of the fantastic <laughs> beast movies oh. i was gonna say that a daddy red man's um, character but uh his name translates to awkward or awkward man which may refer to a um, slow-moving, meandering river. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I, I, th- I think he's only famous because uh, he, he gets beat by Achilles in some book. Wow, what a claim to fame. <laughs> yeah. All right. Marie, what have you got? Okay, uh, I, I'll admit, I don't know a whole lot about Greek mythology, so if I get this wrong, don't at me, please. Uh, but I was looking around, and I saw Tantalus who is the son of Zeus, um, and he, he's a fun character. I was just reading his, his wiki page here. He would often invite the gods to dinner at his great palace. Last Tantalus thought he had nothing good enough to offer them. Being gods, they would, have, they would already have access to the most delectable foods. But Tantalus had a son he loved deeply. So one evening he killed his Yum. son and served his body to the gods. Um, <gasps> and... Zeus wasn't feeling that, so his punishment was to eternally be put in a uh, fountain of water with some fruit above his head, and if he tried to drink, the the pool sank, and if he tried to eat, the branches went away from him. Um, so he was put into, like, eternal hell for being a shit dinner host, basically, and I just think that was a hilarious story. <laughs> So yeah, yeah. Tantalus. Ta- uh, Tantalus <laughs> is actually a character in the in the Percy Jackson books as well. They do meet him, and he's sort of um he's sort of a di- big shithead, and he's like you know every time he like tries to eat an apple, it just gets up and like runs away from him. 
<laughs> See, I just got uh, the vibe that he was just a bit awkward, really. You know, he didn't intend... No, he's just like a big shithead. I don't think no, he, he woke like, up and was like, I'm, I'm going to cook and eat my child yeah. today. You know, I think he just rolled with the punches and that's where it took him. You're doing an awful lot of defending of problematic people lately, between this and one. I mean, he, I didn't understand this wrong. Like, he did tr- like serve his son did, as a meal, right? Like, serve his son as a meal to the gods. Yes, yes. but you know, I, a very, very bad dinner host, I'd say. How was he to know? I'd be pretty that mad. Zeus was not if somebody down did that. With that, you know. I would also be mad if somebody cooked and ate me. Um. No, I, I mean, if somebody uh, fed me their son. Oh, yeah, like in, like, in, like in the show Hannibal. That's yeah. yeah. Um, shout out to Mads Mikkelsen, friend of the show. <laughs> um, okay, so what I, com- what I found was that there was a village, I have completely forgotten the name of it in, in ancient Greece, but it was a, like, agrarian, like, farming village, and... They were on their ninth consecutive, like, bad harvest. And so the town pe- townspeople were starving. They had no money. And they had made sacrifices to every god in the entire Greek pantheon. And no one had, help- had come to help them. And rather than being like, okay, maybe the sacrifice thing isn't working. Um, they were like, there's a god out there that we don't know about yet. We got to find him. Re- and so... Reasonable line of so thought. what they and what they did was they took all of the sheep in the village out to the fields and they sacrificed and slaughtered all of them in the name of some god probably <laughs> in the hopes that that god would come and help them out um wait it does not appear that that god did did come and help them Hang so on. this god is known sort of widely as the unknown god so they were starving to death and they decide to sacrifice all the livestock they did have, Wait. just in case they might get more. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the lack of a god is what you're you're saying is the stupidest god. Yeah. yeah. How? What exactly would this look like if it was voted? The deity is called the unknown god, formally, like by scholars. Yeah, but so, mm. so if he this that's god is this god, there's it's, an it unknown is the, god. It, no, it is the Schrodinger's god because <laughs> it is <laughs> that maybe is the title, <laughs> but. <laughs> Um, no, like, this god doesn't exist until we find it, right? But it does exist because there is a god for everything out there, and we just haven't found them all yet. Wait. And, like, the idea is, like, some some god has to be watching over, like, lamps or whatever. (laughs) I'm looking at a lamp right now. Right. Um, Well, but then... We don't know who that is, and so that god is an unknown god until they have a name. But... I do like the idea that um, the the Game Busters podcast is the only are the only people who can find the unknown god and put them in a museum. Yeah, we did what they couldn't. Those suckers were sacrificing their only remaining food for the unknown god, and we have the power to just vote for them and make them real and be like, "Huh, that's all we see." They should, but they I mean, should like- have had a podcast, and they would have won. But also by this logic that there's a god for everything, like there could be infinite gods, and I could have literally told you guys, I have a god of a ring light, and that is the stupidest god for reasons unknown. But well, like- Alyssa, you should have then. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You got to think I- outside the box to win the win in here. I do like the idea of of just a big dolphin floating in space. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's get some voting. We uh, we got to get get moving. Um. So, uh, Alyssa, where you have two votes, um, where, where where would you like them to go? They can go to yourself as well. 
I'll put one vote for the non-existent god simply because I do also enjoy the idea of a Schrodinger's god being in the museum, but I I like my dolphiness. I like my dolphin god. <laughs> okay. Like so one for too. one for yours, one for mine. Sure. Okay. Um, Ryan, where are your votes going? Two votes for the unknown god. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Uh, apply, applying Chelsea's law. Mm-hmm. I thought it was Axel's um, law. No, Axel's law is that you can't do, you cannot do two for yourself, but oh. Chelsea's law is that you can do two for somebody else. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, and then what were the other? Ax- yeah, and then Jess's law is that you can't bring two separate contestants in <laughs> because you, them. Because you don't know the other ones. <laughs> Um. Uh. Okay, Re. Where are your votes gonna go? Um. All right. I'm gonna go one for for. I'm gonna say this wrong. Scarmander, just because I'm thinking of Charmander now, and that amuses me. <laughs> Scarmander. <laughs> and okay. I mean, it has to be the unknown god. I have to throw one there. Yeah. We can make him real. I am gonna give him one. More. I'm gonna give him one. I'm gonna give. First of all, I'm gonna give one to Dolphinus. I, I like the dolphin. I like the idea of the big space dolphin. Um. I'm giving one to the unknown god, and I think appropriately, this is our first contestant to ever receive five votes. Oh. Um, yeah. And I think maybe with the, with our powers combined, we can sort of, like, the secret him into existence. <laughs> um, what is he... See, the, the thing is that, like, every everything that exists, there like, it, it belongs to some god's domain. Like, you know, like, even smaller things like, like horses, like it's a Poseidon thing, right? Like, um... Every every god has like multiple domains they watch over, but like, mm-hmm. who is the who is the god of forks? You know, there's one. We can out just make there. ourselves gods. Honestly, let me be the goddess of cosplay. Oh, become as gods. Yeah. Oh, there's man. infinite god. Just become one. It's not a bad. Shout <laughs> it's so up. it's so easy. Why doesn't everybody do it? Yeah, that's yeah. We've cracked the code to, to is, a fulfilling life. I'm not 100% sure, but I would say that this is probably our most blasphemous podcast episode. <laughs> I, I bet I bet Percy Jackson has some God of Forks in it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean did anyone yeah, watch enough true. to really find out? Well, well, it's a book, so no. Well, there were, but there were movies They only well. did two movies. They only did two movies of the first two books, and there are like 15 books. I, so. I can't read. Don't... Okay. <laughs> wow, oh, it's a startling revelation about eight months into this podcast. Um, uh, Game I, I, I'm a we'll, we'll actually we'll get into Percy Jackson actually a little bit because it does play a part in this. Um, all right, but anyway, let's uh, let's move on to uh, Bustums. Welcome uh, the unknown god, um, the hall, the god of the Hall of Fame, Lester. Ooh. Yeah, was always there. We just didn't know. Um, is this what agnostic is? Probably. <laughs> All right. Um, all right. So welcome to Bustums. So today we are going to talk, um, about, uh, mostly about Hades, but also about the history of super giant games and kind of their, their journey to being two smelly guys in a basement to game of the year creators. <laughs> um, so, um, I don't know if they smell bad, That I don't want to, I don't want to put anyone on blast. They, they they look perfectly fine. Um, so yeah, uh, Supergiant Games was formed by Amir Rao and Gavin Simon. Um, just I did look at them both, but big fucking nerds. <laughs> um, as opposed to us. As opposed to us. Uh, the uh, so 
they they formed the, the studio to or uh, they formed the studio together in 2009 in LA. So at the time, both of them had been working for EA. Uh, they were both working on Command and Conquer. Um, has anyone played those? Nope. Yeah, <laughs> me neither. Um, anyway, they're they're like sort of beloved. Um, but anyway, like the two of them had been working on the Command and Conquer series, and then like in 2009, they were both just like fuck EA, and they <laughs> left the company. And moved into the same house and began to work on a new game together. And their first hire um, was musician Darren Korb, who I'm sure you know, has who has stuck around this whole time. Um, and th- the three of them became super giant games. And the three of them alone created their first game, Bastion, in just a year. Which is uh, almost unbelievable. <laughs> um, yeah. The uh, so the, they used a number of freelance programmers and developers for like you know support work, but like the, the Super Giant Games as an entity was just those three guys, um, which is still very impressive. So, um, their first game was Bastion, which came out in 2010, and it even it actually grabbed a few uh, Game of the Year mentions from like minor publications, but had Dick General big critical acclaim. Um, Warner Brothers. So after they published it on PC which was their really their intention of just putting it on PC, Warner Brothers um, found it and approached them and was like, we want to publish your game on uh, like consoles with like big, big marketing. Um, and they're like, ooh, big marketing. So uh, yeah, WB actually um, came in and they paid for this game. Um, I don't know if anyone found it here. I, I, I didn't, but... Apparently, Bastion only became a known entity because during that summer in in uh, 2011, uh, they WB paid to make it the featured Xbox Summer Game on the Xbox Live Arcade, um, and it was huge. Like a lot of people played that game, and not a lot of people, I guess, bought it. <laughs> but it was on the you know the arcade. But yeah, it was it was a it became a huge deal, and it put Super Giant's name out there right from the beginning. So. Um, Ryan, I know you're a big fan of Bastion. Could you talk about it for just a minute or two? Uh, sure. Um, so I guess just briefly, in Bastion you play as a silent protagonist known as the Kid, and you're trying to put the world together um, after an event called the Calamity. Uh, you pick up some NPCs along the way, and you learn more of their backstories as you play and like the history of the world. Uh, there's betrayal, there's compassion, there's redemption. And the whole time you get to listen to one of the best video game soundtracks that exists. Yes. Well, we got, we got to spend some time on the soundtracks later because like all, it's crazy. Like all four of their games are like one of the best game soundtracks of all time. Yeah. It's incredible. Um, yeah. So, oh, I'm sorry. Yikes. Uh-oh. I'm, I'm going to, sorry if anyone's listening, I'm going to sound very far away uh, in the recording because I went up to get a Coke Zero. Um <laughs> Uh, okay, so, um, yeah, their next game was Transistor, and that released in, in 2014. So, um, I, I played this game uh, somewhat recently, like about a month ago, and I uh, absolutely loved it. Has anyone else played Transistor? Yes. You have, uh, re, you not, not, nothing no. here? <laughs> got nothing for me? All right. <laughs> I got nothing the to ga- bring to this episode, I'm sorry. I mean, the gamers want you to talk more. Like, could you say some... <laughs> Say something, or... Well, I've been a big Hades fan for approximately two days, so I'm not sure what you're expecting from me here. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, (laughs) fans. I can't give you anything this time. Next week, maybe. (laughs) 
So, um, Transistor is a is an amazing game. I highly recommend it to, uh, to fans of good good things. <laughs> it's a uh, so in in this story, you are a character named Red, and she is a famous uh, singer, basically. And this is a this is a fu- future like cyberpunk world, um, uh, much much better than other recent cyberpunk worlds. But <laughs> too many too um, much talking about that, please. <laughs> We can't even say its name anymore. Um, or we'll curse it into existence. Um, so this game um, is, is fantastic. Like the, uh, so what happens in this future world is that uh, somebody uh, tries to, uh, at a concert, Red is singing, and somebody tries to assassinate her, and one of her fans jumps up on stage and takes this hit for her and dies in her stead. Somebody plunges this weapon called the transistor into his chest. And he dies there, but he becomes the transistor, the sword. And so this man's soul is is trapped inside the sword who say, who gave his life to protect you. And at the same time, the AI uprising finally begins. This thing called the process, which are these like army of, of robots of all kinds with all these crazy powers, like finally rise up and are taking the world for themselves. And... The entire game is very, it's very solitary because it's really just Red, who doesn't ever speak, um, and the Transistor, her sword, who does speak. And uh, Ryan, I don't know if you will agree with me on this, Logan Cunningham, who did the voice work for the Transistor in this game, is maybe, maybe the best voice acting I've ever heard in a game. Like one- It's it's up there. It's up there. Um. It, I, it is fantastic, and Logan Cunningham, by the way, would later go on to play Hades in Hades, so you can be familiar with his voice. Um, um, I think that people would say, just within Supergiant Games, that the the narrator from Bastion is also up there yeah. for one of the top voice acting performances. It is crazy how talented all of the people in the studio are. Um, one thing that I also like a lot, which is kind of a side note, is that all of the voice actors and musicians and everything are like permanent employees of Supergiant. Oh. They're not like freelance workers. That's like Darren Corb is like a an employee of of Supergiant and he is their music and sound guy. And there are they're like um their voice actors like Logan Cunningham and and there are like a few others are permanent employees there and they also work on coding and art and stuff like that. Is- like they they all work on a lot of different Some stuff. Like it's just a st- have too much talent. Yeah. And should be that. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Um, um, uh, just just as a side note, yeah. I read that um, Darren Korb actually didn't write the main theme of Transistor until after he heard the voice of the um, singer that they got because he wanted to, he wanted to write it uh, like for her voice and everything. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of like Red does like a lot of singing in the game, but she never like really talks or anything. But there's yeah. also a dedicated singing button, which is just the most vibes. Like, she just stops and she, like, kind of does this, like, ballroom sort of waltz with the transistor and sings this, like, operatic tune. And, like, you just see the world, well, like, yeah, dying it, it, around you. It's fucking... It matches up with, with the music that was already playing in the background, too. Yes, like, yeah, it harmonizes with it, yeah. It's perfect. It is. Um, Everyone play that game. So, um, next, their third game, which has... I, I guess, unfortunately, not really made waves ever. Um, it's one of those that was very critically acclaimed and then sort of didn't sell any copies. Uh, it's called Pyre. Um, I have not played Pyre. Have Has anyone played it? 
I've heard. I know of that it. the answer is no, <laughs> and that's about so, it. <laughs> right. Um, that's no, that's okay. Like this, this one is like, I, I've actually had this thought before. Like, why doesn't why why don't people more often take the concept of sports and make a fictional sport that in a game that can't exist in the real world? And like Rocket League is the best example of that. But like Pyre is another answer to that question. Like, um, it's it is an RPG sort of, um, but. It's a you travel across a 2D overworld in a party that you're gathering um and the combat is a sports game. It's it's like fantasy basketball but with like crazy physics and superpowers and stuff. Um I mean the end game is to get the ball into the hoop on the other t- side of the court, but like it's uh it's it's a game that can't exist in the real world. Um and like it's very good. Everyone, it was like really, really widely acclaimed, but just didn't really sell well. And um, I, I thought to myself, I was like, oh, like I'm, I should probably get that. And I went on Steam and I saw it was still twenty dollars, like full price for for that game. <laughs> and well, no, I was like, well, fuck it. If Super Giant Games doesn't deserve my money, what developer does? And I just like bought it. <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, I mean, if I'm gonna buy any game for full price, it might as well be one from them. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, let's, so now we're, now we're getting finally over to Hades, so, um, Alyssa, you haven't got to talk about a lot yet, why don't you tell me a little bit about, like, what, what Hades is, like, about, as if you're, you're pitching it to me for the first time. As if I'm pitching it to you for the first time. Like, I don't know anything about it. Got you. So, in the game, you play as Zagreus, who is, wait, should I do this with or without spoilers? I'm assuming without. Um, yeah, like, the very end spoilers I would leave out, but, like, I think most of the game is fine. Like, Okay. Yeah. So, like, okay, so Zagreus is the son of Hades, and in this game, he is attempting to escape from the underworld, and you, I mean, the game itself is a dungeon crawl, so you go, you go through, dun- or rooms in the dungeon, um, and every time you die... It feeds back into the narrative of him being in the underworld and, you know, like, um, when, so when he dies, he comes back w- through the river of blood, comes back alive, walks through his house and then starts all over again. Cause he just keeps on trying to get out of this dungeon scenario. Um, I don't know where else, like how much further to push it without like, <laughs> like yeah, saying stuff like, that maybe I shouldn't. Well, no, the, I think the thing that um, everyone wants to like, uh, that people might want to hear is like, I, 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 if you are like even remotely like interested in video games, like you, you heard about Hades last year, like mm-hmm. it exploded. Um, and I, I just am curious, like why, why do you think like, like to somebody who may be hearing this, who doesn't like know what this is, like, what is the thing that like, uh, just like briefly kind of like would make somebody fall in love with it like what is the thing like why is it different i think zagreus as a main character is one of my like absolute favorite video game like like central characters he's very um he's very lovable and he's very i don't know like when i think of like main character like main male characters in a lot of games i think of like almost like toxically masculine but him, like, he's very gentle with the people that he loves, like, and then not so gentle with people he doesn't love, but, like, the pe- or the people specifically in Hades' house. So, like, Nyx, uh, Hypnos, Thanatos, Megara, like, all of them, uh, his relations with them were my favorite things to, like, read through. Like, here, like, in the dialogue was never, 
like repetitive and you, you're always hearing new stuff, which I really did. I really enjoyed. So his relationships with the people in the house of Hades, especially was my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, just to like, so let's, let's just kind of get into the, the development here of how this got created. So they were following Pyre. They were like really interested in developing a game that would, um, that would work in early access. So this is something I was kind of surprised to hear about is that, before even deciding what the game was going to be, they decided we want to do an early access game that the community can build with us. Um, and from that, they ended up thinking of, well, maybe we should do a dungeon crawler. Maybe it should be a roguelike because those have had the most success in early access. And so starting from that point of like the very first thought they had was just like, what's going to work for early access? Um, I, I found that really intriguing. I'd, I'd never heard that before. Um, so yeah, they, they kind of like wanted the, the roguelike thing to work with the narrative elements and they were hoping that like, they were trying to find a way that they could make it so you can advance a narrative in a, in a cohesive way in a roguelike. And I mean, they totally nailed it, but the, uh, it was, it was really cool to, to see like the, that idea stem from like, I want our, our fans to have like a, a lot of input in like what we make, um, next time. So one thing um, that's interesting is that this team, like I said, started out with only three people. And now, even after like three hit games in a row, they're only 20 people when they started development on Hades. Um, This is still a very small studio. I believe at the the time of recording right now, like they had 25 employees last check, Um, which is, again, incredible that like they're putting out stuff of this caliber like every few years, like with all their talent in house too, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, um, it's, I got the vibe from like what I looked up around this game is that this is a company that so many companies in the gaming industry, mainly the bigger ones, like don't think five steps ahead, but they're thought like ten steps ahead. You know, it's like they they decided from the beginning this is going to be an early access game. Um, this could be a roguelike, but we're going to do this with it. And I mean, from what I've played of Hades so far it's the sort of stuff it's going for like it wouldn't have worked if they were just sort of half-assing it as they went along it's the, uh, the sort of like the whole point of a roguelike which responds to how many times you die and the story progresses no matter what or whatever like that could really only work if that was on your mind from the start like this is a very methodical company <laughs> yeah um yeah one another really interesting thing is that um I know y'all uh, love, know and love the Epic Game Store. Um, Massive we all fans. do here. Massive fans here. Um, so, uh, despite what uh, Capital G Gamers might might say, um, the uh, the Epic Game Store has pushed some cool things. So, um, the main thing well that <laughs> yeah, well there, well there we go. Um, one of the one of the main things though that I, I found really interesting is that. Um, uh, Epic Games had approached uh, Supergiant and been like, hey, what are you guys working on next? We want to get in on this. Um, and so they, they had said, like, oh, we're developing an early access title. And uh, Epic said, great, we're developing a store. <laughs> um, and so uh, I don't know if anyone remembers this. I believe at the Game Awards 2018 is when the Epic Game Store premiered that it would be that it was opening and also is when they showed Hades uh, for the first time and said it's coming to early access only on the Epic Game Store. So the first the very first Epic Games exclusive I guess was Hades uh, in early access. 
Not a bad pull. Um, and yeah, not a bad pull. Yeah. And so um, I believe from what I read that that Epic did help fund the game as well um, in, ex- you know, in exchange for kind of making that their exclusive early access platform. And um, the first run of the game, which I didn't, I did not play this in early access, by the way, I should qualify. I don't think any of us did, right? No. No. Um, yeah, so the, the first run of the game was basically like, just like the first uh, world. I can't remember the name of it right now. Um, what is the first world called? Is it just Tartarus or no, that's. Yeah, it is. Is it just Tartarus? Holy shit, um, wait, that's, that's yeah, the like, first so world. I thought that was the entire world. I'm so fucking bad at this game. Oh my god. Oh. You're living in those early access days. <laughs> I am. Um, I am playing the only access version. The early access version. God damn it. I'm so bad at this um, game. But it's still fun. No, no. You're. How many, well, how many runs have you done so far? A lot. <laughs> I don't. I have. No, you have. You. <laughs> You, you you don't worry like it, it took me way more runs than literally anyone on earth to to get out the first time it was it's bad i don't want to talk about it so um yeah so um super giant had like estimated that hades would take about three years to complete um and they actually finished it earlier than they thought they would they're just an anomaly yeah, in this industry <laughs> it's yeah. like I'm, I'm convinced yeah. that they they're time travelers and they're like you think they made a deal with the unknown no, god? Actually, you know what? They they are actually living in Hades, and there's like a million different attempts where they fucked it up, and we are just seeing the run where they got it right. That's the only explanation. Okay. Mm, okay. That's a good idea. All right. Um, yeah, so um, like I said, they talked about the, um, the fact that roguelikes had a lot of success on early access, where a lot of other genres like survival games generally don't. Um... But um, they they were really excited to kind of, like, have people do runs and then come onto the forums and be like, hey, it would be cool if there was an item that let me do this. And they'd be like, oh, shit, let's add it in, you know, stuff like that. And that's how, like, most of the stuff in the game ended up there. Like, it was very bare bones at the beginning. Um, but, yeah, so um, the idea uh, kind of going forward for the narrative was that they wanted people to um, play the game in a lot of different ways so that they could get more bits of narrative. Like they wanted the narrative to be the hook that drove people to keep playing the game rather than the other way around. Um, and it a thousand percent yeah, is. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, definitely, definitely worked on that. So um, the uh, original, this is kind of fun too. Originally the game uh, in, while well, in development was called Minos and uh, Theseus was the hero uh. <laughs> <laughs> right? and, Lord, imagine. And, and was uh like seeking an exit from an ever-shifting maze like in like in the real myths right like mm-hmm. uh it was the labyrinth right um oh my god <laughs> <laughs> sorry there's some memes coming through on the, the chat here <laughs> um so right th- they were talking about like uh the idea of of uh theseus kind of um you know, trying to break out of the maze and it was always changing, so there was no way out. Um, but they found that Theseus was too generic of a character to be like interesting or fun. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh. um, so actually, like quite late into development, after all the gameplay systems and worlds and stuff had been built, they changed the protagonist to a new character, Zagreus, and they turned Theseus into one of the boss fights. Um, the worst one, one of the worst. 
it's no the the honestly it's not even I don't even, it's not even a boss fight just like the rats is the worst part of this game 100 <laughs> percent. i hate them i hate them um so uh during uh i saw this was fun during a work break uh the narrative designer greg Cassavin, he he like researched into greek myths just on his phone at lunch and was like Oh, like, hate, no one ever wants to talk about Hades in any of these stories. Like, everyone's talking about Zeus and Hera and shit. Like, no thanks. Um, so there was the idea, I think, that, like, a lot of Greek uh, myths don't talk about Hades a lot because they felt it was bad luck to even, like, really bring him up. Um, and so, like, the reason they wanted to focus in on Hades as a, as a main character, too, was that, like, there just aren't a lot of stories already about Hades, if any. Um... Like, after the story of him, you know, like, drawing the short straw and getting relegated to the underworld, like, he doesn't really appear until he steals Persephone. Yeah. Um, that, steal was a generous word there. (laughs) Um, so, (laughs) the, um, so, yeah, Zagreus is a real, um, is a real, uh, um, uh, character from Greek myths. Um, I was looking, like, yesterday, like like you would do, right, on Google, I typed in, was Zagreus a real person? And, like, the thing was, like, yeah, he was real, he was, like, the son of Zeus, and I was like, alright, cool. And then I was like, oh, he wasn't, though. What did I type? <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't know um, that, you weren't there. <laughs> I wasn't there. I, I think about that a lot, too, with, like, Game of, when people like talk, we're talking about Game of Thrones a lot. People would always be like, "Oh, back then it was like this." It's like, well, no, it wasn't. Back then. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Well, it's you know, it's like it's just I, even especially Greek myths are such an ingrained part of of pop culture for yeah. for us. It's it's like it, you do you do think of it in those terms of like, oh, back when Zeus and and like was getting up to his shenanigans or whatever. <laughs> Many um, a shenanigan. Many sh- yeah, shenanigans again, very generous word. <laughs> yeah. um, so the idea that to focus on Zagreus, who is a very under-talked about uh, character, um, he was originally, I think his original iteration was a son of Hades and, or sorry, a son of Zeus and Hera, and he sort of disappeared from the myths for a long time and then cropped up again later as a lost son of Hades that, like, had no mother. Um, and from that... Uh, they they were like okay we can sort of mold this character into what we want it to be like there isn't any baggage attached to him um i think i think there was also one of the myths out there that uh he's somehow related to dionysus like his brother or something Mm -hmm. which they reference in the game right yeah i believe they do um zagreus is not like as cemented in what his real story is in, in greek in greek myths like as much as the other characters so like it differs very widely like Mm -hmm. based on who you here i get your i guess get your information from yeah um and i get my information straight from the source uh (laughs) from the from the unknown god of 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 lost characters (laughs) um so uh this he they wanted this to be like sort of a family relationship right like so they were like okay zagreus will be hades uh son and um they want um they, they said like they wanted the um this this was the hard part right so the kind of crux of this game, the feeling they wanted to evoke was the feeling of being invincible, but also the fact that you could die any second. Um, which is, like, again, I think they nailed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Agreed. You, you feel invincible right up until the second you're not. <laughs> um, so, um, 
yeah like the this is um this is a much more like um open-ended game right like bastion and transistor were very linear um so this is fun casavan and his writers uh drafted out 10 hours worth of dialogue for this game like that's um, believable absolutely yeah. believable <laughs> absolutely yeah, yeah. um which is uh and and of course the thing is like with when you make games like this and you know even with like open world RPGs like the the Fallout games and stuff we've talked about this like when you're working on these like tens or or dozens of hours of dialogue you have to do it with the knowledge that 90% of people will never see any of it right <laughs> yeah um and like that's that's hard cuz like again 10 hours of dialogue here like no no like most people have not seen even half of it I'm sure of like all the stuff that they've written, you know, and, and the scenarios they've created. And like, I don't know. I, I that that's always kind of struck me as like it'd be like the, a really thankless part of the job, you know? Like making this really finely detailed craft and then no one knowing <laughs> about it. But I mean, it absolutely um, pays off though yeah. because see, I don't actually like yeah. roguelikes normally. Um so I was me neither. Yeah, oh, me neither. neither. I was so <laughs> reluctant to pick up Hades because of that. Um, and I did it, I, I picked it up three entire days ago, I think. Um, and oh my god, am I loving the shit out of it. It's it's so nice to pick up a game that, it's gonna sound so bad, it doesn't punish you for being bad at it. <laughs> it allows you to no, learn it, it at your own yeah. pace. It allows you to play at your own pace. Which so many games don't do. Like, so many games demand all of your attention and all of your skills. But this is like, hey, you suck. Yeah. You're still going to get a story, though. Like, I've I've tried to defeat Meg so many times. And every time I get to her, she still Aww. somehow has a different thing to say to me. You can do it. And it, I'm just amazed at, like, how much attention was put into this. That they accounted for dumbasses like me who can't remember the controls. It's like, yes, thank you. I feel seen. Yeah, she does, like... T- I, I think she does tease you about, like, forgetting the controls and stuff, too, doesn't she? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, yeah. And I, I, I mean, I don't think that I, I don't think it's too uh, out of the way for me to say, like, in the, in this house, we, we, we stand, Meg. Oh, um, my God. Yes, we oh, do. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, but, uh, which, I mean, I, I guess, uh, Alyssa, you've also done a sort of a comprehensive cosplay for Meg as well, which I've yes, seen. Yes, I'm still working on it, too. Like, the, the it's It's in early access right now. Yeah, exactly. It's an early access. I still need to like make her wing, and I still need to do like a couple mi- couple minor details. But I really want to wear her as soon as conventions start again. Yeah, nice. I'm hoping that could be as soon as the fall, but we shall see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the um, so so kind of like moving on. The um, the art was very much inspired by uh, Greek pottery, um, like the, just like you know specifically pottery art. You may have known it. You may have. Uh, may have seen from uh, the Disney movie Hercules. Who's <laughs> an, an example as well? There we go. <laughs> that was re- really re- ready on on deck there. Yeah, yeah um, sure. you are you are ready. I love me some Theseus memes. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, they were they were really committed to honoring like Greek mythology, but they also said from the beginning that they didn't want to be tied down by like what people understood Greek mythology to be. They didn't want what you understood like what you know about zeus they didn't want that 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 to tie them down about what zeus could be like in this game Mm -hmm. and like that was the whole point was to like honor the idea of these these characters that have been around for so long but like but make new but make them new make them feel fresh because i mean i'll be frank like everyone's kind of sick of greek mythology (laughs) um 
It's a, just uh, come on. Yeah, very oversaturated. <laughs> Even God of War got sick of it, and they went to a different mythology. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean th- that that's what I love. One of my most favorite things about this game is how they grab little bits of mythology from other religions and they just throw them in as like an aspect of a weapon. Oh, like what would a like the aspect of Lucifer is one of the oh, okay. aspects you can get for the for the um, adamant rail. And when when you go out, like there's there's different voice lines. Like when you get to Hades, he's like, you you don't even understand the the weapon you're holding like th- that man should not be brought to the surface his aspect shouldn't be here and zag's just like well i can tell that you know he doesn't like his father either so maybe we have something in common oh jesus and then and then hades is just like you have no idea what you're fucking talking about zag <laughs> that's awesome holy that shit is. Uh, this is such a good game detail dude why is this game so good yeah, like, like how I, lo- I love when you get to the end with the with the rail and then like <laughs> Hades is just like he's got a gun <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, yeah, they, they said that they, they, like, wanted to, like, um, portray the Olympians as attractive, but, like, with a tasteful homage to the heroic nudity of ancient Greek art, <laughs> which, like, yeah. That's a phrase Dionysus is, like, this, <laughs> Dionysus especially, dude, just look at him! Yeah. I have a poster of him in my room in the game. Ugh. Okay, I, I didn't know if you were going to say in the game at the end. <laughs> I spent, I spent I, what, what is it, like a hundred gems There, w- there would not be Jesus. any judgment here if you hadn't added No, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> hey, I might. I think we did a list, we did a, we did a list uh, a lot, like, oh man, like back when the game launched of like ranking the, the hottest gods. Um, and I think that, I'm pretty sure Dionysus won, but like Nyx was a close second. Um, Good for uh, me. Yeah. Fair. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's see here. No one's voting for chaos. All right. <laughs> uh, chaos was in there. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. It's like the power, you know. I don't know. Yeah. Um. So um, this game also has become extremely popular with the um LGBT plus community because of uh, having some some reps, man, getting in there. So Zagreus himself is bisexual, um, like canonically, and <laughs> his uh. And there's also like a you know they spend a lot of time on the the relationship between Achilles and Patroclus, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- there's just like there's just gay stuff sprinkled all over the place. Look under a corner, you'll find it. Um, I don't know if, you, if Alyssa, you want to speak to that a little bit. Um, I mean, as far as like representation goes, I was really happy to find that Zagreus was bisexual because you have multiple uh, romantic roots for him as well, which I did not expect to see in uh, a roguelike game, I suppose. Yeah, actually, that's something maybe people don't know is that there's like romances in this, and you can yeah. like uh, romance people. Um, but uh, it's it's not annoying like a no. lot of romance games are, where you have to give them the right book or whatever. Yeah, it's like you don't, and you don't have to play it that way either. Like you don't have to like yeah. initiate any romance if you don't really want to, I guess. But yeah, I I, it, it literally has a box that pops up that's just like this is going to get romantic. Do you want this? You can just click no. They won't be mad at you. Yeah. Yeah, this is gonna get a little sweaty in here. Is it okay? <laughs> no, but, what? but it's really—I—I um, I did really like the representation all over in the game as well. Though with Achilles and Patroclus, their story is so fucking tragic. But I mean, 
I'm not okay. okay. <laughs> I'm, afraid, I'm afraid to give spoilers. Are, are, are we in, I just keep getting afraid to give spoiler them. territory yet. Uh, not big spoiler because Rhea is still playing yeah. it. Uh, and, I, okay. and I probably will be for um, the next two years at my pace. But you know, I'm I'm loving it. Have you turned? Have you Rhea? Have you have you turned on God mode? Yeah, I have. I, I liked the I game have. better once I did yeah, that. Yeah, and right. it is so um, much better. It took me eight run throughs to get. <laughs> yes. It took you. It took you what? Eight run throughs to turn on God mode. It- oh. <laughs> <laughs> God, no, but I, what I love about uh, Hades is that it just, the game has so much, like, love and respect for the player, I think, because not only is there, like, so much representation, and it, it just flows in so seamlessly, it's, I, I mean, the gameplay as well, obviously, but you can just tell, it's just, just so much charm coming from this game, and I, I've literally just scratched the surface of it, but I love it. I already, I already stand Sagrius, uh, by Icon, um, he's... Mm-hmm. Bicon, yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a dumbass bicon. So let I can bicons be yeah. bicons. As a fellow like dumbass bicon, I I feel seen with Sagrius, you know. So thank you. you. I I I I'm not surprised after you called yourself a god earlier. You've called yourself an icon now. And a, and a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, this um. This game, they also cited uh, the Percy Jackson books as a big inspiration for their characterization of the gods, because that is another story that kind of has not been afraid to attach their own uh, personalities to the Greek gods and be like, you know, the stuff you know about, the stuff that's been like written and recorded about Greek myths is like, you know, that's whatever. Yeah, sure. It's boring. Fine. Throw it away. Come on. Look at this. Huh? Um, and yeah, like that, that's been, that's been really cool. I do want to give a, a shout out cause I am, I'm an avid fan of, of Percy Jackson. I've read those books my, my whole life and, uh, they're still some of the best books I've ever read, honestly. Um, so sh- shout out. Um, and if anyone out there is like thinking about like, oh yeah, I know those are big, big deal. I don't know about them. Like you can still pick them up as an adult and thoroughly enjoy them. You don't like, you don't have to be a child. Um, but they, 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 they very much also grow into like, you know, like they, they kind of grow with the audience as the series goes kind of a mm-hmm. thing. So mm-hmm. um, and also Rick Riordan is like the coolest man. So please help him. <laughs> he works so hard. He's been working so hard to make up for J.K. Rowling. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, he's um, got a lot. He's I, got his work cut out for him then. Poor, poor yeah, guy. This is this is this is a slight um, deviation, but I, I do have to like really give a shout out to him. Um Rick Riordan has started a um, a publishing label um, uh, about two years ago where what he does is he, he reaches out to people of, like, um, religious minorities all around the entire world, like, from, like, the deepest parts of, like, Asia and Africa and, like, ha- funds them to write and, and he publishes their books where they create a mythology world like Percy Jackson out of their own mythologies. Oh, my God, that's oh, so wow. sweet. Okay. Oh, God. Yeah, and... Yeah, he's he's had like whole series come out of this this uh, like I think there's like an, a one that's like for Hindu mythology that is like about to hit its third book, um, which I have not gotten to read yet, but is on my list. Um, and like like I said, he's not writing them. He does like a foreword and like an outro for them, and then he like funds the the writing and then the publication of the books just out of his pocket. Um, that's amazing. And he's like a very very active. Um, uh, uh, he's, he's like a big activist for like you know uh, gender and sexual minorities too, and like he is like he's just like the coolest guy. And I, I don't know, it just a, brings a little solace out of the whole uh, we we can't say her name uh, situation. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm calling her out. <laughs> yes. She who should not for be fuck's named. Sake, Joanne. <laughs> she, she Joanne, how hard is it? 
to be a Joe, nice Joe person. Anne, please. You know, <laughs> just please. Like, okay, she doesn't Ugh. have to go the whole mile and be that absurdly nice, but she could stop talking. That that would be nice. Oh my god. Um. Yeah, and oh, a fun thing right. about all those books is that they're all like semi. They're like semi in the same universe. Like they all have like allusions to the Percy Jackson world, you know. And like, sort of like, kind of uh, giving them a little bit more credit, I guess, for for new readers to try to get into it. So, anyway, that's awesome. And please do not judge the Percy Jackson books by the movies that were created <laughs> out of them. Please, please, um, not good. So let's, uh, but let's let's go and keep going. So, this uh, this game finally released out of early access in July 2020. Um, this came out on. Uh, so at the same time that it came out of early access, it came to Steam. And uh, it came to Switch at the same time. So, um, Hades was actually the uh, second highest scoring uh, game of the year last year uh, on Metacritic. Um, 93. It's pretty good. Um, After, what was the first? Persona 5 Royal. Gotcha. Which was a re-release of an older game that already was the highest rated (laughs) game that year. (laughs) Uh, So... Um, like, as far as, like, a new game, it was, like, the best rated game last year, yeah. Um, so, um, it sold, uh, in its first month of release, sold one million copies, um, which is uh, absolutely incredible for, like, an indie game. Um, I I would probably guess it's done, like, three or four million by now, but I don't have any specific numbers on that. Um, yeah, but it it got, it was huge, and so I... Uh, now I can insert myself in. I was actually lucky enough to review it uh, before it released. Um, and I remember getting it, like, because I, I liked, I really liked uh, the, their previous games, uh, which I had, like, played some of but not finished, um, Bastion and Transistor. And um, I was like, oh, this looks really cool. Like, the Greek uh, the Greek gods thing, like, I'm really into it because I am, like, again, such a big Percy Jackson fan. But, like, I was like, yeah, I want to get into this. And so I requested it, and got to review it uh, for Tech Raptor, and um, I remember getting it, and, like, I don't know if anyone was there, uh, not, I guess, Rhi, you weren't there at the time, but, like, people were sort of watching my slow descent into insanity, like, while playing this game, because, like, I was like, this is the best game. No one's gonna believe me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, um, it, I was just, like, so, like, enamored with it, and, like, no, I was like, nobody's gonna believe me, like, I ended, I ended up giving it a 9.5, um, which I think it thoroughly earned. Um, and uh, I, 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 we, uh, I think we also we gave it our Indie Game of the Year over there uh, and over at Game Luster I'm, as well. Did it, get, uh, did, earn did it get Game of the Year at Game Luster? I should remember that. I'm... No, it was Indie Game of the Year for Game okay. Luster. Um, and it was also... Uh, and we nominated it for, for Game of the Year, but Ghost of Tsushima won out like very barely. Um, I think that Ghost of Tsushima is also just a lot more accessible to, because also it's, you know, like a big PlayStation game. Everybody played it. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it also, around the world, I think got like 50 Game of the Year awards from various publications, including probably most prestigiously IGN. They, I don't know that they've given out an indie game, Game of the Year before. So that was pretty big. Like this, this is a big fucking deal. (laughs) Like this game, like it's very good. And I love the fact that, like, in all, like, the Discord, the gaming discords I'm in and, like, on Twitter and stuff, like, almost like clockwork, every, like, two or three weeks, somebody's like, holy shit, 
Hades is really good. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, holy shit. Like, Everyone's been telling you that, that for like a half a year. I'm having that like phase now where I was like, this is just, <laughs> just going to be like your standard good game. How good could this really be? And it's like, okay, no, this is, this is actually just God's gift to gaming. Uh, you know, just casually. It's truly God tier, one yeah. might say. Oh. <laughs> Do you think that the... Is there an unknown God for, for gamers? <laughs> Well, it's, it's, it's Super Giant Games, obviously. I think oh. Zachary is going to add that to his profile. <laughs> that would be good. Um, so, this is one thing I really want to talk about, because I it's it's something I can't say enough. This is a roguelike game for people who don't like roguelikes. Oh my god, it's so um, nice. Could, I've never could any, it, yeah. another roguelike. I've never played a single roguelike <laughs> game until I saw Hades. <laughs> I... So, uh, uh, have, have you played some before, Ryan or, or Ree? I mean, I've played, like, Binding of Isaac. Okay, played... so that's a great example, because... Oh, sorry, sorry. continue. <laughs> I... Oh, well, uh, I was just going to say, like, so, Ryan, like, from, from your angle there, like, Binding of Isaac was sort of the gold standard for, like, uh, for roguelikes until this came out. Like, what is, what is yeah. the main difference between that and this that made this so much more exciting for, like, the wide casual audience? So, I, I'm... I don't know, like, a whole lot about the Binding of Isaac lore or whatever, but um, at least in most uh, roguelike games, it feels like you're sort of starting over every time. Like, you might get better at the game, you might get to keep something, but uh, it's it's not necessarily, like, canon within the story of the game that you were just here a second ago and you died. But in Hades, it is. Like, everyone recognizes that you're out there and you're playing the game. It's just all part of the one continuous story. It's not like a break and then you start over now. Right. And like, that's the thing. I think that the main thing that really makes it exciting is that one, all of your deaths in this game are canonical. And two, because like you die and are resurrected each time. And then two, only by dying can you advance the narrative. And so Hypnos congratulated me when I got to 100 deaths. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's the sort of games we deserve. That's that's exactly the shit. We deserve kind um, of games like that. And like that. Yes, this game is very kind and it I think Ryu said it well earlier like it 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 respects the player a lot more than I think other games of this kind. Like it uh and it rewards you for like hey, you're playing the game. Good job. Like here here's a here's a scrap of like Meg looking at you for half a second and you're like, "Oh, yes." <laughs> Oh, um, and then wait, re- exactly actually, how I responded though. <laughs> yeah, no, but like for real. Um, yeah, so I, I guess this actually leads better into this point. Um, I don't know if y'all have any thoughts on this. I have recently been really interested by the idea of removing the core elements of genres to improve those genres. Um, like I, I think that Hades has removed a lot of the parts of roguelikes that, quite honestly, are not. Useful. They didn't need to like, exist, and it's like Hades has made me realize that. Like, I don't want to put a bunch of yes, really hardworking developers on blast here, but I, every roguelike or game with roguelike elements I have played since like before um, Hades, apart from Binding of Isaac, I have come away thinking oh, that was a good game. Didn't need the fucking roguelike elements though. <laughs> like, this game <laughs> would be so much better if they just took out all of that. But Hades yeah. actually built around it you know like yeah you know like i was getting and so frustrated before hades i was just like guys you please you you don't have to make your game a roguelike please you don't and yeah 
So thank you for redefining a genre, Super Giant Games, and everyone should just yeah. do what they're doing because this works. <laughs> I I think that like I want to see more of that from people. Valheim is another recent example. Ryan, we've been playing a good bit of that. Um, mm-hmm. Where um, Valheim has removed a lot of the the reason that like um, so so I, I don't know if either of y'all have played it, Alyssa or, or Ree. Um, I'm sure you've heard of Valheim. Um, yes, I've heard of it. Everyone's pretty hot on it right now. And the reason that, like, every because, like, you know, everyone's, like, so excited about it, and people are like, I mean, why is this different than every other early access open world multiplayer survival crafting game, the 500 other ones that are on Steam? And mm. the, the answer is because it's good and it's fun to play. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the reason it is is because they've removed most of the survival elements. Like, this game, like, you don't have to use resources to, like, repair stuff. You don't get hungry or thirsty, really. Yeah. Like, it doesn't punish you for, like, not doing the survival stuff. And it's just more fun because of it. I, I, and I've seen... I don't know if you've seen the gamers, uh, especially, like, you know, on Reddit. They're very angry about this game. Because they're like, this isn't what survival games it's, are. it's fun to <laughs> People play. People don't understand. And the game doesn't punish you. Because it's fun. I don't want it to be the fun. The game doesn't punish you for playing it. <laughs> That's, that's the best way to sum it up. And it's the same with Hades. You're not punished for playing the game and learning about it through dying, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, I mean, like, the... Um, I, I, I really would like for there to be more games. Like, like, Hades is a great example. I think Celeste is maybe my best example of games that are challenging and present you with a real, actual challenge, but don't punish you when you fail. Um, I th- I really hope that there's more room for that kind of difficulty idea, like, because uh, it really it resonates with me personally. But um, yeah, so I-, I don't know if you guys want to talk a little bit, Alyssa. I'll probably throw this to you about like the characters and sort of the massive internet culture that has sprung up around this game, kind of like what's happened with things like Undertale or, or other games like that. Because mm-hmm. a like- lot of people. Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. Like, when fandom grows around games like this, like, with lots of fan art, lots of uh, fan fiction, whatever else, it usually has, like, a romantic aspect to it. But I think, given that there's so many different types of relationships that are, like, shown in the game, there's a lot more... It's a lot more than just romance that the the fandom focuses on, but I do really also appreciate the aspects where they do put Zagreus with his different, like, romantic interests and... Uh, stuff like that but the character designs are really really beautiful so i feel like that's put a lot of um or people in the cosplay community especially put a lot of energy into trying to replicate those and i mean i saw meg's design and i immediately fell in love with it so of course like i and i really i felt like i related to her on some some level because she's like that tall badass like goddess of vengeance and i was like okay i need i need to do i need to cosplay her um but like literally all of the gods their designs some of them like were not like exactly what you would expect them to look like but at the same time like it embodied everything you thought that they were supposed to embody yeah and i think that's what a lot of people really really enjoy about the uh, about the game at least like when it comes to fandom is one obviously it's a good game but two the character designs and um i guess like how not easy to portray that they are but how much fun it is to portray them yeah, I, I think, like, the – because, like, I think also that the one thing is that, like, the – while being very – while all being, like, I'm probably way hotter than they should be, like, all of the <laughs> – all the characters in this game have, like there, – there's a lot of uh, different 
um like i guess like body types like for all mm-hmm. these different characters like there's a lot of uh of different like he- like you know even like down to like so many different like hairstyles like you know like skin color all that kind of stuff like mm-hmm. um it's like a really diverse cast of characters and it, it i think it makes people relate to stuff more like oh, exactly. i mean yeah like i, I mean i want to like I, I wouldn't i wouldn't say no to to dressing up like like Hades walking out there being like <laughs> boy you know um but yeah like i i, I don't know um so just to kind of kind of round us out here, does anyone want to like um, add anything else? I think we've lost Re. I guess she we lost did. her last run. Um, Before I forget about it, yes. can I just say, all you guys out there who love Hades, as you should, uh, please go and play Bastion. It it is in my top ten games of all time. It's it's works the same way. There's there's like an array of weapons. It's not a roguelike, but it's a great story. Oh wait, there's two Ryan. Hear now. myself twice. <laughs> oh no. Re? Yeah. Now, now there's two me's. It's... And it's coming out of your microphone. Wait, is that? Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, unfortunately. Sorry, All of us. Echo. There can only be one. Oh yeah, no. I had to switch to my phone because this is bad. Um, how's that? How about? Uh, Hello? let's testing. Nope. Uh, Still doing it. How about... There's so many of me. Now? Wait. Oh, I think it's good now. Oh, cool. Oh. Have I done hey, there we go. Okay. There. Nice. Okay. Okay. And before we find I, out, I... we had to mute herself for it to stop doing that. <laughs> Bro, I, I don't know. Um, oh, so, sorry, sorry. Well, I just uh, wanted uh, to just go out there. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That... Can you hear me now? Test? We can. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's good. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. No. Wait. Uh, you know what, I'm gonna. I'm doing no. oh, no. it again. <laughs> we're gonna, we're, oh no! We're gonna leave that. Oh, we're no. gonna leave all that in. All right. I've had to switch my way well because this sucks. <laughs> Damn. Um, I I just wanted to say go out there and play Bastion because it's a great game and it's one of three games ever that have made me cry. That Metal Gear Solid Three and Final Fantasy X. Aww. Yeah. Oh, Re. Oh, you have a fellow Final Fantasy X stand here. Finally, I spent so long searching for one. A f- we stand. Finally, a fellow person of taste. Um, it's the best Final Fantasy. It is. Okay. It, it actually. Uh, is. Um. All right. So let's uh let's go ahead and uh, and uh, close out. Um, are there are there enough ghosts in this game? Too yes. many ghosts. Too many ghosts. Too many. Okay. The shades. Yeah. yeah, I guess Literally so. everybody's a ghost. Huh. Except for the gods. Um, sure. Let's uh let's go ahead and take some out. Why not? Um we'll replace them with uh wait, what should we use? Ryan, you sent us a picture of Britney Spears. Uh <laughs> you were expecting Lady Aphrodite, weren't you? <laughs> right. Um that's Aphrodite. Okay. Uh yeah, let's uh let's uh go to our time uh, for games. So you're gonna have we, to stall uh, why until you... time for games because I was gonna use my phone for the list, but now that I've got to do push to talk, I'm now having to open the list on my PC. So incredible! I, I'm gonna vamp for a minute. Um, so uh, a really cool thing uh in in uh in Hades is that there are like a bunch of um 
Is that Sc- Skelly? We haven't talked about How at all. Have we Somehow, Skelly. oh yeah, we, we stand Skelimaeus. I absolutely love Skelly. Like I think, oh, oh, you know what? I do want to talk about, but like, I like shout out to Skelly. Um, one thing I do want to talk about is the moment when this game hit me, and I was like, "This is game of the year, baby." Um, when I was like playing it for for review, was when I was fighting Meg. This is maybe my fourth or fifth time at her. I think maybe my one of those and um i was like kind of getting like fed up i was like i gotta i gotta get this bitch um Mm -hmm. and i uh i didn't and again this this was like maybe like 12 or 13 runs in so i didn't like know a ton about the game still um and i i guess i had like collected enough like um poseidon stuff um and so when i was fighting and like i was about to die um I, I think I accidentally pressed, like, a button to trigger that, like, ultimate ability or whatever it's called. And, mm-hmm. um, but, like, I, again, this just because I didn't know this could happen. Like, Poseidon, like, appeared on the screen and was like, ride the wave, nephew. And I just, like, started surfing around the chamber. <laughs> and I, dra- I fucking drowned Meg. And that was the time I beat her. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's my go-to strat. So, um, for Time for Games, we are going to play Dumb Ways to Die, and I thought everyone knows a fair bit of uh, like Greek mythology and Greek characters, So, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm super familiar with Celtic mythology, so um, like Welsh um, and Irish particularly, so mm-hmm. I, f- and those stories are absolutely fucking bonkers. If you, if you like Greek stories, absolutely dive into the wonderful world of Welsh and Irish mythology. They are absolutely wild and there should be a game about them but anyway um <laughs> elden ring oh yeah whoops okay well there should though well somebody will somebody actually still needs to make a game because there is <laughs> one <laughs> yeah make 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 elden ring there you go um so i am going to read out two ways a character has died and you have to guess which one the real one is because this th- these stories are crazy so for the first one, uh, the two possible deaths are challenged his wife's horse to a duel and lost. And hmm. the second <laughs> is climbed into a bag and was kicked to death by his wife. Which one do you think's real? Oh, it's got to be uh, number two. <laughs> what are you feeling? I'm going with number on... one. I'm going to say two. Yeah, it was number two. Um, I'm particularly excited about this one because this is where I get my name from, Rhiannon. Um, she didn't like her husband anymore, who I believe is the equivalent of Hades in, in Welsh stories. And um, she just wanted to get rid of her husband. So she was like, hey, can you jump into this bag? Um, and it was like <laughs> a purse-sized bag, but it just goes on forever. And then she trapped him in there and just trampled him to death, you know? Um, and that's how the equivalent of Hades went out in uh, in Welsh mythology. Um, a bit different <laughs> to Greek. How did, <laughs> how did she convince him to get into the bag? She literally just asked. <laughs> that's the trick of it, though. You got you got to just like get him with honey, right? <laughs> oh god. Okay. Second one. Um, failed to disguise as food. Um. Or failed to eat a child. Fa- <laughs> failed to, failed eat to eat a child. Failed to eat a child. That's 
an interesting one. Because that's a Greek story, isn't it? I th- I'm it's pretty like, sure. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat this kid, but I'm not so good at it. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure Zeus was supposed to be eaten by his father or something like that. Oh, yeah. All of them were eaten. Um, and then, but, but they're all immortal, so they were just hanging out in the belly. And then Zeus is the one who came in and, and cut them all out. Ah, uh, got you, got you. Yeah. <laughs> so what are we going with? So which one? I'm, second one. I'm going to say second one, yeah. S- second one. So yeah, one. Um, fail to eat a child is the is the right one. And it was based on the story of Zeus. Hey. Um, hey. <laughs> but I did just want to put fail to disguise as food is almost kind of true as well um that comes from the war between ireland and wales uh from welsh mythology um in which case they disguised um as as food deliveries not food itself um but they were so bad at pretending to be potatoes that they were killed uh, no they were in prison they weren't killed so it was close enough but i i just wanted an excuse to talk about that story um okay <laughs> Third one. Oh, this this is a biggie. So uh, let's let's just jump into this. Two entire countries are nearly wiped out in a war caused by a horse being treated poorly. <laughs> or, an entire kingdom is wiped out by a servant dropping a cauldron that is intended as a gift to a horse. A the, a cauldron oh. is a gift to a. There's horse. a lot of horses in in both of these countries' mythologies. Uh, yeah, a lot of sheep too. I'm guessing. Wow, low blow. I'm gonna say the cauldron story. Okay, any other guesses? I think it's the first one. I think it's the first one. I think it's the first one. Okay, too. It actually, is the first one, and this is I am <laughs> very okay. excited to talk about this. So this is uh, the story of Branwyn from Welsh mythology, and basically her she's betrothed to the king of ireland to bring peace between the two countries but before the wedding her brother i think she's called bran treats her husband's horse like shit and because of that throughout their marriage they're treated very poorly to the point where um the tensions rise so much that there is a big and bloody war in which the survivors are five irish women and seven welsh people so they almost destroyed the entirety of Ireland and Wales over a horse being treated badly. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> any any thoughts on that? It's insanity. I just <laughs> I don't know. Speechless. I know. Amazing stories. They deserved it. True. Agreeable. So. Uh, Bit of a smaller one here. Did someone die by um, being burnt alive for telling an unfunny joke to their father or rip their own heart out to apologize to their sister? Oh, it's heart, sister heart for sure. <laughs> you locking in sister heart? I'm, I'm, I'm locking in sister heart. I don't know, I'm gonna go man. unfunny joke. Sam, I'm going to go unfunny joke. Okay, so that's, that's semi-similar to something that happened, but it, it is ripping of the heart out and that (laughs) that is in relation to the war we just spoke about basically branwyn and her brother bran um survived the war and bran was like hey sis i may have overreacted about the horse thing i'm real sorry and ripped his own heart out to apologize and then do they do that in pirates (laughs) of the caribbean too i i've never actually seen pirates of the caribbean holy (laughs) shit 
What are you talking about right now? I'm like literally two years old. We've established this. I don't know why you're surprised. (laughs) Okay, I I have to give another new new, new shout out here. And uh, I know know it's not the most enlightened, elitist, uh, fucking East Coast liberal take for this for movies but um uh, pirates of the caribbean the first movie is very solidly in like my top three movies of all time i've watched it 15 or 16 times it has not gotten old everything about it still works 100 percent um absolutely please watch that the first one at the very least also one of my favorite rides at disney world it is a good ride a very Very good ride ride. (laughs) um oh i I love talking about pirates of caribbean the ride you know that everybody loves (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right so uh just to add to that story uh the ripping of the heart out to apologize to his sister didn't really work because then branwin died of a broken heart as well leaving the survivors of ireland to like five <laughs> so it was a pretty pointless story overall yeah it does sound like most of them uh, <laughs> true all right i i don't know if anyone's uh been keeping score i i sure haven't but i am winning <laughs> Are any of us winning when we're cursed with such knowledge? Um, okay, so final one. I'm not going to pretend I've been keeping track, but let's go. Um, so our final uh, ways in which a character uh, has died in some sort of mythology. Overloading on learning all of the knowledge in the world by eating a hazelnut. Or being transformed into a salmon by God and then eaten by a child. Oh, it's knowledge nut. I like the hazelnut. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm going free the same. For, for knowledge nut. Okay, well, that is an element of the story, but that is not how someone died. Um, oh. Although it is in relation to the salmon, because <laughs> that's not a sentence I've got to be saying today. So, in Irish mythology, they have a play on the Noah's Ark story where another person was considered semi worthy, um, but not like as worthy as Noah. So, when the. Um, when the world was flooded god turned him into a salmon (laughs) and the salmon spent like a thousand years eating hazelnuts and gaining all the knowledge in the universe um and i assumed that was going to be as hazelnuts are wont to do (laughs) and i assumed that's that's how his character's gonna die like no one can handle that but he he handled it he handled all the knowledge um and he just swam as a good little salmon until one day a 12 year old accidentally (laughs) ate him and that twelve-year-old gained all the knowledge in the universe. <laughs> and that twelve-year-old's name, mm. Albert Einstein. <laughs> and then the entire kingdom of Ireland clapped. <laughs> so wow. there you go. <laughs> I'm not sure that's much of the game as just like, hey, you should look at these stories. But none of us won. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm still, I'm still caught on knowledge nut. <laughs> Are hazelnuts like like Welsh versions of pomegranates? I was thinking more like it sounds like somebody like reaching enlightenment by way of (laughs) orgasming. So you're going to get guys? That's a Greek mythology thing really, (laughs) isn't it? Let's be real. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, All right. That was pretty good. I I definitely learned some things. Uh, I think the the hazelnut one is definitely going to stick with me. (laughs) I wish I would have known that in college. I might have got a 4.0 if all I ate was hazelnuts. Yeah, exactly. You know, think about like, when you when you eat a salmon next. I don't know if any of you guys eat salmon regularly, but you could be eating the one who was gifted all the knowledge in the universe because he was semi-worthy of surviving the apocalypse. 
I didn't, I don't remember, Alyssa, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't remember seeing a lot of hazelnuts in the dining halls in Charleston. Well, they failed No, you. but I'm telling you, maybe if they did, maybe they would have had, everybody would have had better scores Maybe people would have had, maybe they would have better numbers. I don't know. I don't know. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's go ahead and, and close out. So I'm, I'm going to actually thank Supergiant Games this time for making this game. Good job. Um, wow. I don't think Todd Howard helped with this one. I don't believe he was part of the consulted. I could be wrong. He inspired uh, them, obviously, as he inspires us all. Probably. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, you can uh, find us at uh, gameluster.com and uh, youtube.com slash gameluster. Um, Ryan and I actually, uh, and uh, Chelsea, uh, his wife, uh, just finished filming a, a video yesterday. Um, we yeah. made a new Chelsip. Um uh, sort of a follow-up to the last video, we took her into the Elder Scrolls Online, and uh, we met some good people in there and had some some good dance parties. <laughs> um, sure did. We did a lot of push-ups. <laughs> Money, please. Money, please. Um, if okay, I'm actually going to pitch this to you both real quickly. If you are in, um, if you were just like in the Temple of Vivek, who's like a living god, and you're like, oh, I've come to like pay my sacraments or whatever, and a woman runs in like without without a shirt on and then just starts doing push-ups in front of you and says money please how do you react um give her money because i'm not rude <laughs> she exactly. said please yeah. <laughs> what could you ask for um, i mean yeah that'll that'll be up next week if you want to take a look at that um and um yeah uh it, uh let's see here um yeah you can find us on twitter at gamebusters pod um and uh, please hit us up and you know uh, make some more good good fan art memes. We love to see those. And uh, yeah, if you have a Apple device, uh, we always would love to get a, a rating from you on the iTunes Store. That helps us with visibility if it's and stuff. Good. <laughs> Please. Right. Uh, yeah, we talked about this. Yeah. Uh, if it's good. Um, and if it's bad, the name of this podcast is Mame Musters. <laughs> um, so, uh, I'm Sounds I'm musty. so. S- <laughs> Does Elon Musk have a podcast that we can put on blast? <laughs> I mean, he did sort of co-own this, so we are his podcast, unfortunately. Okay, well, Re, I was I was gonna Musters. I was gonna I was gonna actually wait until the end of this to to kind of like drop the news, but um, yeah, Elon Musk has acquired a majority stake in Gamebusters Incorporated. Um, not to say that things are going to be changing around here, but things are going to be changing around here. Um, yeah, there's going to be a lot more talk about bitcoins, and our guests better not think about unionizing because uh, we will we'll be on that. We'll be the union busters. Forget the game busters. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I actually don't. Uh, you know what? No, I don't care. I actually made like nine hundred dollars off of Bitcoin yesterday, <laughs> so you should get some bitcoins. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Um. So, uh, yeah, and that's going to be used to pay for my MRI. <laughs> America. <No>. America. <laughs> um, anyway, let's, uh, so yeah, why don't you guys uh, let me know, Fro- uh, I, I said Frosty. Hey, uh, Frosty? No. <laughs> yes. Yes. I actually do have something to plug okay. this time. Um, uh, so I, I have a couple tunes up on Frosty with an IE 47.bandcamp.com. One of the songs on there is a cover of a song from Bastion. Um, I didn't know you did that. <laughs> yeah. There, there will be more at some point. How, wh- when did you put that up? a couple on there now. Uh, like in January? 
Why, why don't you tell any of us about that? Well, it's there now. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, that'd be cool. Was it frosty.bandcamp? Uh, frosty47.bandcamp.com. Okay, cool. Awesome. I, I, this is exciting because this is the first time somebody's had creative content to plug. <laughs> you can see a picture of my cat, too. Okay. Uh, actually, that's... Hold on. I'm, I'm, well, that's how we're going to get the crowd in. There we go. <laughs> um, and Alyssa, I know you do some some things now, so you have a real plug, too. I do have a plug. If you guys want to go see my Megara cosplay, feel free to go follow me on, or at least look me up on Instagram. My username is GoBallistic, but ballistic is spelled like it has my name in it, so it's B-A-L-Y-S-S-T-I-C. <laughs> uh yeah and you're on twitch too right yes i'm also on twitch and twitter um i stream probably five days a week so if you guys want to come hang out one day i will eventually do a haiti stream in my mega cosplay okay that sounds good um i uh, i also want to give a shout out around the world to people who have their name like like strapped into their like gamer tag slash username <laughs> like that is the best shit like because i i use like gondizi everywhere which i'm really happy about like but like I, I just i love when i see stuff like that you know um that people just clumsily like cram their name into some sort of a tag <laughs> i love it like 12 year old Alyssa knew where it was at oh wow re what do you have for that for your <laughs> um okay well actually um i had to make an american switch account to re- to review a game um and i called that account a mary can because I'm an absolute genius. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> I was really too proud of that. Uh, great. And what are you working on right now? Um, right now, I'm actually working on something topical. I am going through the history of uh, bisexual and pansexual representation in video games, which it's very Ooh. good that I played Hades, because that I'm going to talk about that an awful lot at towards the end of the feature so that will be up in tech raptor i'm hoping to have that done um by monday and then it'll be up whenever they put it up so yeah check that out when it's up i don't know if she fits into the grouping that you're looking for but uh did you have you looked at uh parvati from the outer worlds i love her so much um and she is the only case i've found of someone being asexual and biromantic so yeah, I'm writing about yeah. her a lot. Yes, very good. Uh, we we also stand Parvati. We'll probably do an Outer Worlds episode eventually, Ooh, so I can stand Parvati. Uh, um, okay, well that sounds good. So let's go ahead and uh, get out of here. So I guess we need to close out um, with something. Uh, I, I guess I get the uh, the last word here. We've been. We've been sort of saying an incantation or a, a catchphrase that would maybe be used to break out of a certain place. But, I mean, I think it's pretty easy this time we're getting, trying to get out of Hades. Um, but what what is what like sort of like uh, phrase do you think that we could say to like get us out of here? To break out of here? Skelemaeus guide us. What did you say? Skelemaeus guide us. Skelemaeus guide us. Skelemaeus is um. Well, this may be spoilers. I don't. But that's Skelly's I, full name, right? I I don't <laughs> actually realize why I thought this, but when you said Skelemaeus guide us, I was thinking this was like like in, like Ninja Gaiden was the thing coming into my head. <laughs> Despite like, the what? fact we've just spoken about Hades for an hour and a half. Yeah, it's like Skelemaeus Gaiden. That was an amazing game. 
<laughs> where, where Skelly just Sub- is doing like these cool flying gazing. kicks and just shooting like arrows with his feet into people. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, yes. Skelly, may, Skella, Skelly, may he guide us. Um, maybe that was something. All right. <laughs> We're done. We, ah. For his infinite god, just become one. It's not a bad shout. <laughs> it's, so, it's so easy. Why doesn't everybody do it? <laughs>